Welcome to Ngahiri Talks, the show where we talk about, nah, we don't even know yet. We're just trying to figure it out, but come along for the journey. This is season one, the pre-season. Wow, kia ora everybody, Merry Christmas. It is the Friday the 20th of December. It's our last day at our pop-up shop, the Made of Monaco pop-up store, bringing joy to the hood in Monaco. It's been an amazing week. Um, We've had around about 30, I don't even know exactly how many brands we've had um, on site. We've had countless people coming through, um, close to, should I say it, should I say the number? Close to $20,000 worth of sales, which means we're diverting money from Westfield and the big corporates into local businesses, local whānau. It's been amazing bringing joy to the hood this year. But um, actually today we're doing a special, very special podcast with the one and only Anne Dax. Andy, the brother Anne, because why are we having a special interview today, Andy? Um, just people have been asking questions about what does Andy do, so um, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one asked that question. Um, yeah, it's my last day today as well. Yeah. Um, at Ngahere. So Andy is no longer going to be working as part of the Ngahere team as such. Um, he's he's officially leaving um, and moving forward with some of the amazing things that he's up to, which we'll talk about um, through this quarter. Also, I thought um, every good employer does a um, leaving interview with the employees when they leave. And so we thought, what better place to do a leaving interview than on a podcast so everyone can listen to yeah, and in public. what it's yeah, been yeah. like. Yeah, in public, there's people walking around us, um, looking at us, like thinking, wow, they're cool. Yeah, what radio station's that? How do I be <laughs> like them? <laughs> Um, so Andy, why don't you just let's just start off by like what was your what has been your role at Ngahiri Communities and what has been like some of your most memorable moments so far? Yo, um, I think my roles evolved. Uh, the title stayed the same, so my title was program lead. Um, so essentially, um, yeah, being involved and in looking after the programs that come out of Ngahiri. Um And then I say it's evolved because it's probably become like partnership driven. Um, so. You know, how can we add value to people who potentially want to fund a program um, while also keeping the community in mind, um, adding value to them, adding value to us and adding value to the partner. Mm. Um, so I guess, yeah, like the business development side of running programs and finding the, yeah, the pathway to, um, yeah, to doing that. Um, definitely not being only me on that. Um, and then I think the other side has been because um, a lot of the stuff that we run at Nahere is Manawa's brainchild. It's your brainchild. Talking to the people, talking My to you. Brain farts. Brain farts. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of get into the position where, um, yeah, I get to execute on them um, and get to build the relationships with participants, with tenants, with people coming through. Um, yeah, and to turn it, turn, I guess, yeah, like the vision for what it, that program could be and then also... I guess being responsible for the impact that we're trying to make. What's it been like trying to um, make moves on someone else's vision? Um, I think this one, I think with Nahiri it's been interesting because I'm one of the, I was one of the founding directors for about eight months and then, um, yeah, founding staff. Um, and so I think there was, for me, there was a transition from, um, yeah, like this is my business as well to, um, I'm, yeah, I'm actually here to support Manu and her vision. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that, like how that comes across. 
Um, but that was like important for me to actually like get the work done. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it sa- it saves like so much stress. Like, because yeah, like you, I I move from all oh, my ideas are special to all oh, my ideas are one of five. Mm. You know, and the best one is the idea that's gonna get us to make a decision on it and move forward with it. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of that transition. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what's um? Let's go back. I kind of interrupted you before you finished, but what's been a couple of your most memorable moments? Um, standing pretty close to here, probably two meters back, um, and introducing the exchange project. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was my second, um, <laughs> second of May. I think it was a Thursday morning, all day. Um, and we had throughout that day, we had a hundred students come through. We had seven schools, it was so bomb, ten teachers. Um, and that's super memorable because I think it was up until that point it was super confusing, like how I work and especially when I'm trying to get other people on board outside of the team, even within the team. Um, but just the way that all came together and me, I guess like I knew how it would feel being right, mm. but I couldn't like, describe it to people. So when we were busy trying to set up for it, you know, all the questions came and I just didn't have any... You were like, uh, it just is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any clarity. I mean, it, I think in the end it turned out to be, yeah, similar to like a science fair or a pop, like a, ma- a market stall type setup. Mm. Um, but for me, getting to that like simplicity was also the journey with the teachers. Um, and one of the things I remember, why that's so important to me is, I won't mention names, but apparently it was really hard to like build relationships with schools in South Auckland Mm. Um, and yeah that was so that five months leading up to the exchange was sort of testing that assumption you know is it true and if it is why and basically people are just trying to get schools to show up to stuff Mm. they're not involving them they don't have ownership they don't have like um, they're not actually understanding what's happening in the classroom yeah um and what's valuable for a teacher, especially first, as the gateway to a young person, and then second, it sounds funny saying it, but then second, like, the young person's outcome. But when you approach it like that, you 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 communicate it with the young person in front. Yeah. By having the teacher's perspective. And yeah. I guess being a teacher before, like, it sort of helped me to communicate that to teachers, even though everyone else was confused. Mm. Um, yeah, and I guess knowing stuff like, you know, who's your early users, um, that's probably one of the few times I've actually put that into practice. Yeah. Um, and, just and there was so yeah. much good feedback. Like, people were loving it from teachers to young people to the funder, I think, yeah. was pretty stoked as well, eh? And, and then the other partners across South Auckland. Yeah. Any other good moments? There's probably, like, it's a, there's a second one for exchange, real quick, which is um, the age group was from year six students, so nine, 10-year-olds to year 13, 17, 18-year-olds. Um, and we had this, the way it was set up was that um, they had to pitch visiting schools on the, to come and like, learn more about their STEM projects, their science, technology, engineering, math projects. Um, and STEAM. STEAM <laughs> and art. STEAM. <laughs> STEAMy. Um, and, and you're really good at that. What? Just uh, interjecting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Disrupting trains of thought. Um and what was cool was, yeah, like uh, the year 13s just end up, you know, being one of the last presenters in the first round and they left a bit of intrigue. Mm. The next feedback round with no input from the adults, the year six students started adding intrigue. Mm. And then by the last one. Intriguing. Um, yeah. Like they were marketing <laughs> and selling 
<laughs> Sorry, the steam the steam project i'm gonna keep rolling <laughs> yeah do it <laughs> um yeah so that was a highlight too like teachers and even like one teacher said oh i didn't think you know this the student was gonna you know gonna want to share their project mm. um and i like set them up for all this like i set them up for the wrong thing yeah um yeah and then when they actually showed up you know we had like a almost like a bingo card but it had questions on them mm. and they had to move around and so they the teachers were blown away by how students who they spend a lot of time with were blowing their minds yeah, with yeah. the questions they're asking and all of that. Um, I must say um, another highlight is probably pop-up shop. Um, it's really top of mind at the moment. Like we, we're in it, we're at the mm. end of it. Um, and even the number of times we've moved the goalposts and what the goals are, you know, for revenue or for people coming through, um, it just we just keep smashing it. Mm. Um, and it's just so so powerful. Just yeah, um, even just people's response. Like um, I had a a mentor, Chris Twist, and he used to say, um, "The trend is your friend, and timing's everything." Mm. You know, a Christmas pop up shop at Christmas time, um, and then the second year, you know, the marketing is on point. Um, again, led Thank by you. Yeah, yeah led by <laughs> you, Manoa. Um, and then encouraging the team in the right way to get to also like go for it. Mm. Uh, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and pushing us to to keep sharing the story and um, just yeah, for me, there's like the snowball effect. Mm. You know, that's going to happen. Um, people are even. I'm finding a lot of people are saying, "Oh, how did you guys do that?" Um, had someone mention yeah yesterday that they tried running markets locally um, and just couldn't get traction on it. Mm. Um, and there's something yeah that we're doing um, that's. Yeah, that's onto it's just it. It, yeah, the X factor. Well, I like that about trend and timing. Yeah, I think that's super important, eh? And always adding value. I think that's something that we've we've always pushed ourselves to do. Yep. And always, like, I feel like it always comes out of your mouth or out of your heart around how do we add value? How do we add value? And so, I think when we commit to doing that, people are keen. Yeah, because it's valuable for them, and it. We tend to really only do stuff we like. <laughs> There's yeah. th- th- things we That's have the secret, to do, but the, secret sauce, yeah. the things that we go hard on, we do it because it's just a cool idea. Um, and so we find value before we've even started, just because we're doing something that yeah. we've... Um, like Mel and I, I've told quite a few people this. I know this interview's about you, but you've been talking too long, so I want to turn <laughs> But Mel and I always used to talk about it before we even started Bob and Bob and when we started Bob and Bob, how we... Um, had dreamed of running a, a retail store. Um, and so it's cool. It feels like these little pop-ups are actually a realisation of that dream. Yeah. And it's a nice version of it, like a full – I don't think I'd be down with a full-time retail store. It's so much work, <laughs> so much work. And it's a, it's a numbers game, man, yeah. uh, when it comes to stock and the finances and the whole retail side of it. And, nah, I just like taking photos. Yeah. So <laughs> we might leave that to someone else. Cool, bro. Um, so you've been here for how long? Eighteen months. I think I've been involved with the project for eighteen months. Yeah. Since like June last year, yeah. we started talking May June. About that long, eh? So, what's a really good question now? Damn it, I didn't prep any. <laughs> <laughs> what um what are you actually moving on to next? Cool. Um, maybe before that, I was gonna <laughs> a little a uh, little plug here for um for Monoa. and maybe I should have finished the podcast with this, but. Um, say it again later too yeah yeah I'll say it again don't sleep on our team Um, yeah like if you want to know I think like I don't know where people are listening to this from but if you're in a space that's not 
um, like a big centre, so like Auckland CBD, Wellington CBD, Christchurch, Invercargill, Dunedin, um, you're in the regions, um, keep an eye on what like is doing and get someone on your team who's like a little bit analytical, um, who can, yeah, like pick, unpack it just a little bit because um, there's stuff, yeah, that with how Manoa rolls and how the team is starting to roll, I think that's going to, like we've been talking for years about how there's these like 60, 80k opportunities for people. Mm. Um, we're seeing it now with the people that, you know, are stocking stuff in the pop-up store. But like just, I don't know, follow Nahere, like jump on the Facebook, jump on the Instagram. You know, Gary V says like, you know, watch what I do, not what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I think if you took time like and just had a look, I feel like there's a lot of stuff happening here. Um, I know I'm being vague, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's pointing to like what could be. Yeah, and there's sure. so many people like who like you know we talk about adding value. We spend a, you spend a lot of time, you know, focusing on communicating. Like if it's a funder, if it's a like you know client, you spend so much time like in their part of the the court their naheres mm. you know like we start in naheres you do a big serve like oh this is the idea like mm. who could match that that's the very next question like who needs this outcome as well yeah yeah and yeah. then we get them on board and then what's pretty cool as well is like because it's relationally driven um when that project changes which every project should change every project like has to change mm. because you're working with real people yeah like because of that groundwork with the funder or the client like they that's why we. That's why Nahed is on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, it can be. That's some of the stuff we need to like look out for. Um, yeah, as someone leaving Nahed, um, I'll tell you guys, yeah, not to sleep on, not to sleep on Nahed, not to sleep on what's happening. Um, yeah, I honestly reckon. Um, call it. Call it. That. Um, oh, this is yeah. Like if I can't, yeah, I can't imagine someone else running this. Um, and navigating, because it's all the other side of the stuff that hasn't worked, mm. navigating all of that um, to still go into year two and be, like, pumped. Yeah, yeah. When all the pieces actually still aren't in place. Mm. I'm being vague intentionally, team, but, yeah, like, don't sleep on them. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. And it's, it's going to be different without you around, but it's a positive thing all around, I think. Yeah. I think the I think the timing is is perfect. Yeah. For you, for the direction that Ngahid is moving in, yeah. For the opportunities that are opening up, yeah. It's yeah. um like I said in our last video. I don't know if I published it actually. Like it's it's just a shift in the way that we work together. I mean, we've yeah. been in each other's worlds for quite a few years now, in lots uh, of different ways. Six. <laughs> yeah, six <laughs> years. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just going to keep getting better. So. What was the question? What yeah? What are you up to yeah, now? Yeah, what am I up to? Um, so my main thing, keep the main thing the main thing. Um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be growing uh, National Tech Library. Um, so basically, for schools, that's ac access to tech without the hefty price tag, and there's heaps of like startup costs involved with like getting the right technology in the classroom, and then also with like how schools set up, um, there's not enough time to like utilize the resource for the cost. So there's no actual ROI. You know, obviously you can't put a price on learning, um, but also, like, um, again, this is, like, part of my philosophy, like, with exchange is that, you know, people, uh, 
like not enough people are serving teachers. Mm. Like, you know, we, we serve either leadership teams or we serve, you know, like corporate budgets or, um, but not, not enough people are like actually serving teachers where they're at. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. like I was in a workshop 100%, and man. Um, I'm 30, so I'm not, I'm not that old, but also um, I, was, I was running a workshop with 20 teachers and there were two other teachers younger than me. I've, I was lucky enough to only ever teach in, in schools where like about 50% of us were in our 20s. So there's an the energy, there's like a willingness to try stuff. And that just like opened my mind again to like how, you know, unsupported, but also like um, the assumptions that oh. are being, <laughs> no, like assumptions <laughs> are being made about like how people get supported. Um, you know, in, in that workshop, I cracked a joke that, um, you know, I've got in-laws and I'm a super patient, you know, um, young man. So I'm here to help you. Yeah. The whole room cracked up. I feel like if they <laughs> didn't have son-in-laws themselves, they wouldn't, you know. Yeah, 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 they get it. Eh? <laughs> so, yeah, so there's so many schools like that. And, um, yeah, I'm just keen to, to make a dent um, in that. Um, and, yeah, so that's my main thing. Um, and then I also still have, like, a passion for like workshops and stuff and mm. um and supporting people um so i'll do some contracting um and yeah just trying to probably yeah who knows like there'll probably be more ideas too that that comes from who knows eh? and then you're also staying on board um in a contract capacity to yeah. facilitate and help us just grow tukua um which is our our personal i guess our oh, what am i trying to say it's our entrepreneurship development program essentially, yeah. but it's um, it's us just building a whānau of, of entrepreneurs and innovators here in South Auckland and wrapping the support around them that they need. So Andy's still going to be around in that capacity, which is real cool because yeah. some of the people were a bit gutted you were leaving, more gutted than us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know, we know the plan, so it was um, so it's like it's a soft leave, um, but yeah, again, like Tuku is another example, I think, of like of a project that. Yeah, if you even if you jumped on the site and saw what was happening, um, not telling people to copy mm. Nahere, but um, copy if you want. So good. Yeah, like we've been um, some of the projects we've been involved in the past was just that flip around, you know, business as self development. Yeah. And so yeah. we have this like so Tuku has turned into this like personal development incubator for entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, you know, business as the thing that's like. Like if you had a coach or someone who was like screaming down your, you know, down your throat, like you know, get the get the earth up and like you know, <laughs> like run the ball or like you know, do the thing that you need to do, do what we said we we're gonna do. Like business has become the motivator for it, and so we're finding that we don't have to like be the shouty people, like we just need to be like the Yoda, um, yeah, or yeah. like you know, the guide, <laughs> the guide on the side. Successful you will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Yeah, and so and that's what what blows me away about Tuku because it's also not just us who's Yoda. Everyone's Yoda to each other. Yeah, yeah. And um and that's actually where the magic is. And then the tricky bit is trying to get people to nail down their their actions. Um, and so I think and that's part of the jump for me. I think from it's not oh yeah like you know of supporting people so much in their entrepreneurial journeys and having these side hustles go on. Um, sort of I guess given me like an itch for it mm. to just. Yeah, to in- increase my knowledge through experience um, of what I'm telling them yeah, and encouraging yeah. them to do. All right, let's take a little break. Just going to yep. treat you guys with um, with Bex Te Ha ad one more time for 2019. Check this out. Looking for a cool space to work or a legit venue for your next event? Everything you need is here at Te Ha Monaco. 
Located in the heart of Monaco City, a hop, skip and a jump from the Monaco bus and train station. We've got super fast Wi-Fi, coffee machine, great people and an awesome vibe. Book online at www.teha.nz. Let's go to Teha or Monaco. Yo, welcome back. So a few more questions before we wrap up, Andy. What, what do you reckon has been your biggest learning, either personally or whatever, in the time that you've spent here at Ngahiri? Yeah, I um, actually mentioned this over our shared lunch and um, I think the biggest learning for me um, is a couple of things I think have played out. I think I mansplain less. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, probably because we just mock you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mock me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and I think how that came about was, yeah, like being pretty much being the only guy on and most of the team the rest of the team uh, are tricks. Um, yeah, it's sort of it's given me, I guess, a, from I feel like a perspective on, like, just how to, like, engage with like whole people, mm. not just you know, like, just not just the ideas, not just the strategy, not just the like, how we're gonna do that thing, you know, that we said we're gonna do. Like, that's all important, and yeah. we do get to that. Um, and I think one way I put it earlier this year was, or a month or so ago was. We do a lot slowly, mm. you know, like... You did say that. Yeah, like we sort of like take we take care of each other. But then s- through that, we like pull off heaps. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a bit the of confused a... Confused like eyebrow, yeah, eh? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> Yoda coming out. Now. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, and so and, so, and I think another way that's played out is... Um, um, there's not like yeah I guess like I, I run my own little podcast at the moment and I'm finding through that and even in like conversations with people like I feel I don't know if it's a guy thing but I feel like safer to go deeper mm. like with people and to ask the questions around oh what do you mean by stressed out like what do you mean by you know the other stuff to like yeah, yeah. just sort of go more than just like surface level yeah, because and uh, honestly, man, it's been a it's been a real ride, eh? Like this whole journey of Ngahiri and Te Hau Monaco, and all of us have had to have been challenged in in lots of ways, and all of us have grown in lots of ways as well. So I think that has meant that we've been in a, a constant environment, real dynamic environment, and we've had to either like process the emotion or empathetic side of it, or would die like <laughs> 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 it would sink us so yeah. it's been um it's been a really cool journey i think we've all built some really cool friendships as well yeah. um any regrets um oh i don't know if it's a regret or um yeah um or how i would have maybe tried to do stuff differently mm. but i think with my role like and with it being tied to you know some of the additional services that we, yeah, were sort of um, contracted on. Um, I think for me, yeah, like I was hoping this opportunity would have been more like business, more business than involvement than like for, yeah, like for example, like even though exchange was a massive highlight, Mm. I sort of wish maybe that I was more involved in growing the business which that ended up doing but it was also a lot of the same of what I'd done mm. and so I think maybe that's part of my it's that like I don't know that side hustle maybe thing or entrepreneurial thing 
within me, which is now like sort of boiled over. Yeah, yeah. Into yeah. Um, yeah, wanting to have maybe yeah been more involved business wise because that would have been different. <laughs> cool dance. I see my hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So, what would you? This is like I feel like this is a question that you would ask in an exit interview and. You can answer it however you want, but what would be your feedback to me as an employer um, on how to be better? <laughs> I guess this is my last day. And <laughs> we were told that the last Patriot's been processed. So it has been. Of, yeah, cool. Okay. Um, nah. Um, so this the one the one that you know is the like I guess it's the delegating one. Mm. Um which I think the team's going to regret, <laughs> um, just on the down. Yeah, the <laughs> next day I delegated to you guys, and you're like, oh. <laughs> um, and I think it's better now. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull Gary in on this one, but I think it's the um, like bringing new people on board. Um, like you know, if involvement or skin in the game for a business, like on a scale of ten, like you're eleven for Nahere. Mm. like you're yeah. Like you've got some, like people don't even know how much you've got riding on this. Mm. How much, I don't know, you know, like is in it for you. Um, that, um, yeah, the rest of the team, the next person who comes on board is not even close to that. Yeah. So like navigating that expectation of yourself um, and what you see and know Nahiri to be and can be. Um, yeah, versus like their essentially their expectation as an employee, you know. Um, and, I th- yeah. and that's why I think my next business is going to be cloning. <laughs> 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 Just clone myself and then it's all good. Like, No, I totally hear what you're saying and I feel that, I do feel that, um, that challenge, I suppose, and that it's cool to understand it, but figuring out how to do it is the next thing I instill yeah. to be like, how, how do you get that balance between... Um, encouraging and inspiring and motivating people, but then also being like, just do a freaking job. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's it's um it is a tough one, but appreciate that feedback. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> mean bro, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? Oh, you got any questions for me on your leaving interview? Um, no, I see. Put me on the spot. Um. What are you, what are you, um what was your big take? So this is I guess also the last podcast mm. for the year. What's your big takeaway? Um, as is this your first time, like actually being an employee? Because you've managed people before. Yeah. But now you've like first employed. First time employer. Yeah. yeah. What's your biggest learning or takeaway or, um, um what's that like advice for someone yeah, who's yeah. who's going to be stepping into that? Man, so. Employing, I say this a lot, I say this a lot, but when we took this opportunity on board um, or decided to run with it, the thing that intimidated me the most was being an employer. And the mainly because essentially you're taking on people's livelihoods and you're promising to be able to pay them consistently for as long as they're, they're there. And that was a little bit freaky. Like, for man, not only do I have to make ends meet, but I have to make that happen for for other people. Um, And so that freaked me out a little bit, but then also just the whole idea of HR was something I've never had to really deal with other than being an employee. Um, So that was a big learning curve for me. But first thing I did with everything 
and I do this with everything that I'm, I'm unsure about is I just reached out to someone that I know that is confident in that space, awesome. um, which was a friend of mine, Katie, who had been working in corporate HR for years and years and years, and she was um, kind of a stay-at-home mum at that stage, doing a little bit of contracting. Um, and so not only did she meet up with me and have coffee, or we had lunch, um, and talked through HR as a concept, she also kind of did the very first HR documents for us, made all of those up. So one of the things that she said to me that was really encouraging and really like helped calm me, calm my nerves, was that it's actually just like HR is just about um, people and she's like and you're incredible with people and you're going to do a great job and so that when she said that I was like no she's right she's right yeah. I've worked with people for ages and I know how to relate to people and encouraging people is something that I actually love to do I don't always do it in the best way but it's something that I feel <laughs> is like is um is something that gives me energy um and drawing goodness out of people and is helping them see their potential is literally like my life mission um so it made sense that Actually, I, it helped me have the right mindset going into it, saying I can do this. And every time it's been hard or there's been a challenge, or I've had to overcome my like insecurities or whatever, yeah. and just be the boss or be the employer. It's been that kind of advice that's helped me. Like, just it's just people. It's just awesome. it's just people. It's just managing and encouraging and looking after people. And I think yeah, even if you are a Gary V follower, he talks about that heaps too, like yeah. about looking after people. And his his latest mantra is kindness. And I hundred percent, I love that. Um, and I want to get better at that as well. So that would be my advice, I think, as far as employing people go, is, is just love your people and value your people and get better at how do you, yeah, how do you build a team? How do you build morale? How do you instill culture? How do you help people do what they want to do, which it ends up being that you lose awesome employees because they're going to do what they want to do. Not taking 100% credit for what you're doing, but maybe 95%. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just the majority. It does shoot you in yeah. the foot, I think, when you um, yeah, when you believe in people to the point where they they follow their dreams and they're not following your dream anymore. <laughs> and then you got to start no, again. No. But, hey. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. So yeah. Thanks heaps, Andy. I appreciate it. It's been an awesome couple of years. I'm looking forward to the future. Um, who knows? Who knows where we're going to be if, if this is what it's been like the first six years. Yeah. Yeah. Be millionaires soon, bro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of my goals, but hey, yeah. Next Monday, billionaire. <laughs> it's not one of my goals either, but financial freedom is. Yeah. And I feel like that's million dollars at least. And being able to give. Yeah. Generosity. What's up, bro? Mean. Appreciate it, and awesome. we'll um, we'll probably catch you on the podcast again sometime soon. Sweet. So Merry Christmas, everyone! If you're listening to this, I'm going to try and post this up this afternoon, actually, Sweet. just because little Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Feliz Navidad for everybody! Yeah, little gift. That's right, um, and we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back in the new year with a whole new bunch of podcasts. We've got some exciting ones coming up. Some cool pl- partners coming on board. Um, this whole podcast game is going to move to the next level. So keep an eye out. Watch the space. Don't That's sleep on the heavy team. Don't moy, guys. <laughs> See you later. Later. Tēnei te Thanks so much for listening in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear back from you. So why don't you connect with us, look for us, Ngāhere Communities, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on Ngāhere Talks. Kia pai tōra.